my god, you gotta stop doing that, man. It's just not, it's not cool. Um, Bill's dancing to the music again. Again, I wouldn't call that dancing. No. It's a shimmy. Shimmy, shimmy. Yep. It's a very white shimmy. Yes, yes. I'm about as white as they come. So true. Well, welcome back, guys. Uh... We have a couple special guests today. Bill, do you want to make the introductions? Yeah, the bar is full today. So in, in addition to Nick, uh, Phil, and I, we also have a regular super guest, uh, Dr. Suzanne Chod. Friend uh, of the pod. That's the friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, it's yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so uh, professor of political science here at North Central College. And we were also joined, uh, we're delighted to have Dr. Shauna Rohrman, uh, assistant professor of sociology at North Central College. This yeah. is our first sociologist. We've had, we've had political scientists, theologians, but never a Sociologist. Here so, I am. Yes, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm gonna make everybody feel bad. Yes, that's <laughs> that's oh, so it was a busy week. It's a crazy week. Yeah, we were. It, what fell? I, I did. I, if I was just gonna, I think. Yeah, it was the craziest week so far. I think, which is saying a lot. I think we'll say the same thing next week. Oh my God, it was the craziest week this week. <laughs> yes. Every week gets a little crazier. Although Trump himself, I think, was a little less crazy this week, but events were kind Everything of... Everything around him was yes. Uh, although that interview he did with Time, if you haven't had a chance to look <laughs> yeah. at that... The 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 crazy bizarre all of that is it's I'm all just the president and you are not that's great it was great he's not uh, wrong no I mean technically speaking that was maybe the only factual thing that was in that interview <laughs> yeah I'd like to see the fact check has put a fact on a fact check on that yet I should probably check it was so incoherent and jumpy that it was hard to fact check that that one but worth checking out. Well, that's at least consistent with other things that he, right? Like, incoherent and, yes. and jumpy. And jumpy. <laughs> jumpy. Yeah, jumpy. He makes me feel jumpy. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know how you... When you read his quotes, like, in, in text form... Because this is complete incoherent bullshit. Like I, I can't even Follow make heads or tails of it. Yeah. Yeah. If I were grading what he says as a paper, I would... I don't know. Lose my mind. <laughs> Phil, didn't you say that when we were talking about um, like the underdeveloped nature of yes. his thoughts? You're yes. like, I would keep writing on papers underdeveloped. <laughs> right. 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 More detail. Right. Yep. Unclear. Unclear. Question mark. Question mark. Right. Question mark. Or just the, no. <laughs> yes. The great thing about it, too, is that as crazy as they sound, like when you're just reading them, if you read them out loud, they... <laughs> Become even better. Yes. Oh my God, you guys should make that one of the segments. Is <laughs> let's, read, Trump. So, let's read something Trump said today. Not even the tweets. Not the tweets. No, yeah, just the at yes. least set, like I mean they're crazy, yes. right? But they like have a logic to them. Please read. Let's yes, please do that. Yes, I think read so things funny. he says out loud. Oh, Bill's got one. I've got, I've got the interview. So there's uh, just this uh, two things I'll read. But one, so the question was there. He's talking about. He's asking him about the fact that he's referencing these stories, which are clearly not true. But he will continue to reference them to say, "Well, I didn't say this. So and so said." So the question is, but traditionally. People in your position in the Oval Office have not said things unless they can verify they are true. All right, here's Donald Trump. Well, I'm not. Well, I think. I'm not saying. I'm quoting Michael. I'm quoting highly respected people and sources from major television networks. <laughs> you know? And the beauty of this this interview is that they, he just lets Donald go and just lets him go. This is the time interview? Yes. Okay. And he finishes it on it's this. He prints things out. Yeah, I print a lot of things out. <laughs> and he's good. all over the place. And he basically says he predicts everything bad that's going to happen. And he has this power. His instincts are great. Uh, but the line about I'm president, this is the last thing. Hey, look, in the meantime, I guess I can't be doing so bad because I'm president and you're not. You know? Say hello to everybody, okay? 
I'm out. I'm out. And that was it. What a dick. All right. <laughs> so Are we going to swear on this podcast? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Do you have an explicit rating? Almost no, we do. Yes, yeah, we're good. Yes, yeah. yeah. It was a big sure eat, though. <laughs> so your job for the next week is to find people from the theater department to read those <gasps> Oh, my God. Oh, oh, different accents. That would be good. That would be really good. Different accents. This is, like, going to turn into, like, late night television it's where right, they, like, read right. the tweets, right? In a, <laughs> that's what I mean. Read the Trump. Read the Trump. It's worth noting on on that time interview that apparently, or the speculation at least, is that his motivation to do that terribly ill-advised interview was at least partly because he's like in line to become the person with the most Time magazine covers of all time. But the person the person he's creeping up on is Richard Nixon, who's the current all-time leader. It's good company to keep, though. You know what I mean? What does he want? Like his SNL five timers jacket? That's right. That's exactly right. And he actually brings that up in the interview. So he says something, uh, Trump says, and then the Time Magazine, which treats me horribly, but obviously I sell. I assume this is going to be a cover, too. Have I set the record? I guess, right? Covers. Nobody's had more covers. And the guy says, I think Richard Nixon still has you beat, but he was in office for a longer time. Trump. Okay, good. I'm sure I'll win. <laughs> I'm sure I'll win. Uh, he's already that sending troops to Vietnam. That's right. That, like, as crazy as that exchange is right there, it's like a perfect glimpse into like his motivation and his mindset, I guess, right? Like, it's just, like, regardless of, like, how bad they're going to make him look or whatever, if they'll put him on the cover, he's in. <laughs> oh, well, should we start with health care? Yeah, which probably, that, that whole, like, uh, no matter how bad it will make me look, if you put me on the cover, I'm in. <laughs> That's a good transition into the <laughs> health care. terrible health care bill that Oh, so at, at our last podcast, uh, we were waiting to see the vote on Friday, which never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan officially pulled the bill, right? He did, absolutely, yes, because he knew he didn't have the votes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so where does that leave us? Well, Obamacare is the law of the land yes. for the foreseeable future. That's right. Until it explodes, right? That's what Trump said. Yes. Right. Gonna, so, for, yeah, that's first what he had said was, like, this doesn't pass, but of course it'll pass because it's a great bill and everyone has coverage and, you know, incoherent, incoherent, incoherent thoughts. Then we're just going to wait till Obamacare explodes and then we will figure it out. So in the meantime, you know, who gets caught in the crossfire? So mm-hmm. then he, now he's saying, so then he was saying that... And now he's saying, oh, no, maybe we're just going to go back and we're just going to tweak Obamacare. Mm-hmm. So yeah. clearly there's yeah. no clear path on the part of the Republican Party as a whole and obviously coming out of the Trump administration on what's going to happen next with health care. Hmm. Well, he did, you know, give out an olive branch to the Democrats who then soundly told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> That's right. Yes. 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 So I don't see a lot of progress on this being made any time in the because he can't go to the right anymore. Yeah. No, absolutely he's, he's, not. The, the Freedom Caucus is mad at him. Right. Uh, and the moderates tolerate him, and the Democrats want nothing to do with him. So he's, he's isolated. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Phil in New Hampshire. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Oh, he's so <laughs> I mean, just listening to all of this, I didn't really follow... Um, I didn't really follow when the Affordable Care Act was in the works and when it passed. Yeah. So listening to all of this and watching it all unfold only makes me appreciate that much more how difficult it was to get ACA passed in the first place oh, because yeah. it was such a compromise, right? Yeah. And you really are going to make nobody else happy however you change it, right? Mm-hmm. So you either have to eliminate it altogether or go to a single-payer system, yeah. which the Republicans are never going to pass. Mm-hmm. They would never, they would, that's something that they're not interested in, which is why we need to get Democrats back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't disagree, right? Don't disagree. That's right. It's been interesting, though, because that point of view, is, it, it's like starting to come up from unlikely places like Tom Cotton from Arkansas yeah, even yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw his quote yeah. in which he was like I mean talking about how when uh, the when Obamacare passed through they, they spent a year they negotiated they yeah. had town halls and he was 
openly critical of the Republican approach. I mean, he's very conservative. He doesn't like I'm sort of surprised to hear him say that, but acknowledging that we can't cram a major bill through in 18 days or whatever. The, the frantic pace of this mm-hmm. was amazing because even like even now that it's gone down, we went from Friday evening saying it's dead. Um, the Obamacare is the law of the land to now, like as of yesterday, House and Senate Republicans are back to saying, we're going to give it another try. We're starting the process again. Like, just like 18 days, try, fail, two days, we'll give up. We're back at it again. Like, just go, 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 go. It's yeah. crazy. But this, this, is part of, this is part of the issue, and this is the thing for establishment Republicans in particular. So Bill and I were talking about this before, that um, there's evidence, very strong evidence, because we now have had a vote, that the majority of, if you look at proportion, the majority of the Republican no votes came from establishment Republicans. So they were no more or less likely to vote no than the Freedom Caucus, which we didn't necessarily assume that that would be the case. We assumed that the Freedom Caucus would hold this up. Of course, the Democrats would vote no, but the establishment Republicans would would fall in line because they would have found enough in the bill to take back to their constituents and they could fall in line. But here's the problem is there's there's obvious reasons why they voted no, and it's because most of their constituents would have suffered if this passed, and they know that they have electoral consequences, consequences the Trump administration doesn't have and doesn't understand, and also consequences that the Senate doesn't have because they have longer terms. So it's not surprising, and it shouldn't have been surprising for Paul Ryan because he did the whip count. He knew that he didn't have the votes. So what I had said to Bill was what would be interesting is now really the Republican establishment outside of the leadership, so like the rank-and-file Republican establishment members of the House have all the control here. They should get together, and they should... What is it? Every time. Every time we do a podcast, the sirens come by. (laughs) They should get together, and they should write a bill. They should do it outside of the leadership, outside of the hand-picked committee chairman and chair... Well, chairman. And they should write a bill. Is the distance between the moderate Republicans and the Freedom Caucus greater than the distance between the moderate Republicans and Democrats at this point? Oh, I'd have to look at the... I mean, I'm just, just thinking. I'd have to look at the ideological scores, but... Mm. Does it feel I think, it, well, okay, <laughs> so the, the academic in me is like, well, it depends on what issue we're talking about, whether they're closer or further apart. We are never there. going to get a bigger audience if you keep talking about I know, that's why I have to, <laughs> have to divert here. So, I guess if you look at straight-up rhetoric, then the Democrats are further away from the moderate Republicans than the moderate Republicans are from the Freedom Caucus. Really? So that's... Yes, okay. if you look at straight-up rhetoric, yeah. right? Because at least... When you, you look at some of the Freedom Caucus members who were talking about whether they supported or didn't support the bill, they were like, well, there might be some things in there. Maybe we could come together on some stuff, but we have to vote no in the end. Democrats were like, zero. Yes. Absolutely not. Never going to happen. So in terms of just straight-up rhetoric, there's more distance between the, the establishment Republicans and the Democrats. I don't know. I feel like that fissure is growing a lot bigger day mm-hmm. by day. Yeah. And you hear about it well, more the data in the media. Well, the data supports that for sure. Yeah. I mean, Pew did a study where they showed that there's more polarization happening over time. That mm-hmm. the parties, pe- Americans, yes. right? Yes. And the parties that they affiliate with are pulling further and further apart. They're growing more extreme. Oh, no question. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the Freedom Caucus and the, the Democrats are the farthest, obviously, sure. the farthest apart. But it's the distance between the Democrats and, like, what we now would consider a moderate Republican, which is hilarious because. Yeah. That's not really moderate. It just feels more moderate compared to the freedom. Caucus. Well, so I guess what I don't—I mean, I don't. Maybe I don't. Maybe I do understand, but it does like doesn't make sense to me. I get the freedom caucus's perspective, right? Like they don't think government should be involved in healthcare. Yeah. In anything. Right. In anything. <laughs> and like significant <laughs> right. decrease in federal spending. Right. Yes. I, like, I, I get that. Like I—I yeah. I don't agree with it, right? But I understand where they're coming from. Like, what is Paul Ryan's game? Like, what kind of he- is? He, he doesn't be, have a game. He other must be than, <laughs> right, but other yeah. than like 
other than wanting to give rich people tax cuts and corporations tax cuts, like, is that really his thing? Is that what he's about? Because, like, you can't talk about that. So what does he want? Well, he got thrown into being speaker mm-hmm. when yeah. he didn't want to be. Right. And was basically... Although I don't fully believe that he, like, didn't want to. I think he was maybe playing hard to get a little bit. You think? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Oh, you're asking for a beer. I don't know. Bring him a beer. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, in any, in any way that he gets in, right, he becomes speaker unexpectedly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Kevin McCarthy pulls out. So, he becomes speaker unexpectedly because he wasn't next in line for it. And, and he became speaker thinking that he would have... If a Republican became president, he would have someone he could actually work with to pass a Republican agenda through a unified Congress and actually, in some ways, shift back, shift the party back and shift policy back and, and kind of follow the mood back into this direction of the Republican Party, what they tried to fight against with Obama for all that time. He ends up with Trump instead and now is put in a position where he has to still play the speaker role and what is expected of him while dealing with like a lunatic who has no interest in governing at all, and a fractured conference. And so it's a lose, lose, lose for it's, him. The Republicans it really is. seem to be in a really, for having so much power, they seem to be in a bad place. Because like It doesn't feel like they're going to get a lot done. They're heterogeneous. This is a yeah. problem. I mean, it's a fractured party. That's a big word. I know. I love that word. <laughs> it's, one of my, it's one of my congressional scholar words. You talk about homogeneity of the parties, mm. right? And the party has... Party has the majority party has power when it's homogenous and when it's super far apart from the minority party. Mm-hmm. Super far apart part is there, but it has no homogeneity at all. And it can't get anything done. Yeah. It cannot get anything. And a, and a president who is not committed to the Republican paradigm at all because he doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And he, he is not truly a Republican. No, no, no of course I mean, not. So. Of course not. That's and and I mean, this is where the, the, the fact that he's not a politician also matters, yes. right? He, he did, he was. He was awful at actually trying to usher this through, right? He didn't work towards it. He like the, the examples of of Bannon going to House members <laughs> yes. and essentially threatening them or bullying them, like and and reports that essentially there was like that it had the opposite effect of yes. what was intended. There were people who were sort of planning to maybe vote yes, and then Bannon comes in and basically says you have no choice, and they're like, screw you, watch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, And this was like the House Freedom Caucus. That's yeah. the group that likes being angry. Who are you? Like, who is this guy going to tell me what to do? Like, who's this fucker? Yeah, right. Well, that's right. Who are you? There was a scary that, looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was one, uh, I think it was, I, I think he was from Texas, but I could be wrong, Phil, where he was saying like, you know, nobody's told me what to do since my daddy when I was 18 and I, and I didn't listen to him either. Right. <laughs> is that your southern accent? That's my southern it's accent. Wisconsin yes. trying a southern accent is so sad. <laughs> that's, uh, there goes the hillbilly vote again. That's right. The hillbilly listeners. They're gone. Mean, they're they're gone. The hillbillies have left the us. Hillbillies have if left. you call them hillbillies. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's why. They well, left. they've already called us Northeast liberals. So yeah, that's fine. yeah. Which you know, well, Phil officially is a Northeast liberal, so like that's he really true. counts. But I, I'm I'm a good Southern Baptist boy originally, though. I'm from uh, Texas. Yeah, you I'm don't sound perfect. like it. Though. So, but this is this is where, um, like again, the whole like I'm going to run government like a business sounds good, and I don't know, maybe it even in theory is a good. I don't think it's a good idea, but I see where people think it would be. But that's where you run into these problems, right? Because if you're the boss of a corporation, you can go tell people you're going to do this or else, right? But when you're but this, they're trying, not running it when, like a business. I'm no. sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, I just I think like when you're when you're trying to get votes for a bill, you can't. He does. You can't do that, right? You have to like convince, and I, I don't. I, I don't know how much of that plays into it, but yeah, I mean, Trump did not 
did not handle this well. But I, I don't, you know, at the same time, the Republicans pointing the finger at Trump saying he didn't do a good job. Uh, just the, the is also crazy, he right? If you write a good bill, you don't need to work that hard to get people on board with it either. He's so. not running the country like a businessman. He's right. running the country like a reality star. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's Which not is, running the country right. at all. Well, but yeah. like you know <laughs> what I mean. Like, right. I mean, I have family members who said I think we need a business person, and I want to call them and say, "Are you happy now? Yeah, is this what you like? Want? Is this what you wanted? Because <laughs> yeah. he isn't running the country. He is first and foremost like he thrives at being a reality star. It is yeah. what he wants. He wants the attention. Like, he sucks at making deals. Right. Like, let's not pretend he's good at it. The art of the deal, Shauna, though. It's the What's art the of the deal. The deal. <laughs> let's be honest. But he looks so, really good in a big truck and in a, and, and a construction hat. Room. Oh, a construction hat with a shovel. What so, an idiot. But I, I really, I, I think he does suck at deals, but... There was part of me that thought he, you know, this is this is, should be his best, right? Where he's 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 willing to change the deal, negotiate it. This this if, if there was going to be a Trump success, it felt like this was the opportunity. I don't know, man. No, no. I think he's the wrong vessel to think that a businessman can run oh, a business person a can sound. run a country. Yeah, like it, he. I think his only his only superpower as a business person. <laughs> Is to tell people to go fuck themselves, and this is how the deal is. And if you don't go along with it, then I'm gonna I'm go gone. somewhere. Then I'm gonna go Maybe somewhere that's else. part of the deal is See, to him. Right. Maybe that's, and that's what not. It is. That's you can't do that when you're right. making these decisions. Realistically, <laughs> there were a handful of businessmen that were trying to get in the same position. Like and people Herman didn't Cain? want that. Right. Yes, yeah. like Herman Cain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I think we're also looking at it wrong in that Trump isn't trying to run the government as a business. He's trying to run his business from the government. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Like, I mean, he's going to Trump right. properties. Like, if, 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 you, if you're thinking about it wrong, like, if Trump doesn't care that much about his government, the government, if Trump cares about him and his business, this has been a massive success, right? Like, his brand is... is Booming. Big, he's like going to visit properties all the time. People are paying to join Mar-a-Lago, right? Like, so like it's it, it, it might be failure as a politician, but it's success as a businessman. If he stays out of jail, he's he's, he's great. Yeah, that's right. Right. If, if he right. if somehow, and we've talked about it before, if he manages to get impeached mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. which I'm still not 100 percent convinced that that's not part of the plan. This is the greatest <laughs> PR stunt in the history of the world. Wants to be impeached? It's possible. I think. He wants out. He wants out. There, is it because he wants out or because he wants the infamy? I think there's well, some of that. I don't know. I mean, obviously, no. this is much harder than he thought it would be, and he doesn't care, right? So right. think about him running a business, right? Like, okay, maybe when he first started running his business, he actually, like, did stuff, right? But he hasn't mm. run his business right. in decades. Right. So I was thinking about this today, and I have this analogy that I'm working out in my head. And so for me, he's like the front man of a band who doesn't play an instrument and doesn't write any of the songs, but has, like, all the fame and all the charisma and all the charm. Like Adam Levine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was literally just going to say that. Our first Adam Levine <laughs> Oh, my God. Here I, I am here to bring <laughs> the pop culture right. to is, the people. I have spit my beer like, out. Like, yeah, no, like no interest in, like, understanding music. and under, Right? So, like, this is Trump. Like, no interest in governing, understanding the process, no interest in, like, understanding electoral consequences for the people. Any of the things that you should know to be president. He just wants to sit behind the desk and have everyone else do the work behind him and he gets to be the front man of the band. Mm-hmm. And that, That's good. That's that, good. Is a, that, that doesn't work on so many levels, but this is all he knows because he hasn't actually run a business in years. He's had everyone else do it for him and then he gets to be the front man. Well, that's not how this works. 
that's not how this works because a fundamental lack of understanding of how Congress operates and the electoral consequences of members and why the why the establishment Republicans mm. wouldn't vote for this for Acha as Bill calls it. Acha. Then he then it should have never been written that way or it should never have should gone never to a vote. And Paul Ryan, if he had balls as a speaker, would have looked at the president and said, "This is not ready. There is we are not ready. Go girl. There is something. I mean, he ha- Trump has something on. Why wouldn't Paul Ryan? Like, is it really just the position, or is there something about Trump that is intimidating to Paul Ryan? Well, I mean, the other part or, of or it. Or does he just respect the institution? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can't. You can't be in full fledged, you know, insurrection against the I president. Guess. Well, yeah. but the here's so it depends oh. on popular support, mm-hmm. and that, and we're still. Too, I mean, it's at an all time low, but we're only two months in, mm-hmm. so. Paul, Paul Ryan tried to take on Trump during the campaign, yes, he and did, it went right? very badly for him. Yeah. So, like, the lesson learned from that for him. That's true is to not, you know, it's just to sort of be quiet and go along. Now, that might change as Trump's numbers drop, right? That, that could right. possibly change. But, well, and now that he yeah. sees the fraction, the, he sees that his establishment Republicans that he's supposed to represent are not falling in line with the president. So he's stuck in the middle of leading yeah. his conference and being like trying to be, pu- trying to be puppeted by Bannon and Trump. Yeah. And so he's got to figure out which side he's on. I mean, quite honestly, he's in a position where he has to either say, fuck you, Trump and Bannon and all of you, and I'm going to lead my party like I was elected to do by my conference, or, hey, establishment Republicans, fuck the rest of you, and we need to follow Trump. And yeah. neither of those is a good situation, but what's more likely to get him reelected and get his seat back and get that and get the Republicans to maintain the majority is to try to stand up to Trump. Mm-hmm. We, we actually got a, a question about this. This is a perfect time for a question. Our listener actually sent in a question. This is great. We're very excited about this. Uh, this is Martha Stolze from North Central College. Very excited. And she was asking us about the, the Trump's uh, Watch Judge Deneen tweet, right, where Trump was basically pointing out through Twitter that somebody should watch uh, Fox News for this particular show. And in that show, uh, she began the show by throwing... Uh, Paul Ryan underneath the bus, right? Yeah. Basically saying he should be removed. Very explicitly, yeah. He yes. should step down. It's his right. fault and he should step down. And so Martha and, asked, you know, has Trump done this before? And basically, what was what was the point of this? Like, what, I don't know, our, our American politics expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Suzanne. a lot of pressure. Yeah. So this is, I, I was saying this to, to everyone before the podcast started, was that, you know, this is not, yes, there are threats that happen. Maybe I said it when it started. I, have, I've, I haven't even had a full beer yet. I can't remember in. what I said. Um, you know, this behind the scenes maneuvering to to strong arm quote strong arm someone into voting for what you want them to and calling them out doesn't happen publicly right Mm -hmm. so that use of a tactic publicly like trump said you know anyone who doesn't vote for this is going to have electoral consequences like you that's not something that happened this isn't you know it's almost like he had knowledge of what was going to be said or planted the story himself and then said hey everybody watch because he knows that follower his followers are going to watch fox and if they have this planted in their head, this can put pressure on Paul Ryan to start falling in line with Trump. He, so he, Trump had to know, right? That this I don't was, see a way yeah. that he couldn't have. That's I, 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 he had right like that's yeah. the biggest coincidence ever. If he just like, <laughs> like I the fertilizer to king, show big coincidences. Right. He right. sees the future, Phil. Well, he's never <laughs> talked about Janine Pirro before, right? No. But he talks about Fox and Friends all the yes. time. Yeah. So if it had been like watch Fox and Friends, I think it would have been sort of a, 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 a little right. uh, less obvious. Yes. Yeah. But he's never mentioned this particular show before. That's right. Like watch it. Watch Does this anybody show. Anybody watch this... this show? I don't even know who this person is. No, I didn't even know it was a show. And he was. He was so specific about it, right? Like even if it's with Fox and time. Friends, if he had said, "Watch tomorrow, Fox and Friends first thing," and like, and the first thing they said was like, "Donald Trump is great and Paul Ryan should resign," it would have been, <laughs> it would have been <laughs> maybe a little less right. strange, but still would have been like, you know, oddly 
pointed. Now, yeah. Phil, you've been uh, looking into this, like, oh, the whole, like, Republic, the state of the Republican Party and these cycles. Yeah. Do you want to chat about that a bit? Yeah, so, like, another another um, angle that I've kind of been curious to talk about, and, and Suzanne will be better at talking about this than me because of your background, but... <laughs> so, I, it was, what, like, three, two or three weeks ago, Ross... Is it Doubtat? Doubtat? I don't know how you pronounce his last name. The, uh, columnist for the New York Times. Yeah, yeah. Ross. So he ran, um, he had uh, an article in which he talked about um, Skoranek. What's Skoranek's first, Suzanne? Quit quit Steven. talking about beer. Steven, Steven Skoranek, there you go. S-squared. S-squared. So Steven uh, Skoranek, so <laughs> so a political scientist who has written about American politics, and he's, he's written about essentially these uh, voting blocks that have emerged over the years and essentially and broken apart at different points. So he talks about disjunctive moments. And, and so maybe, I don't know, I feel like maybe, Suzanne, you can explain it a little more. But <laughs> but Ross, Douthat's argument is essentially that we are at a point where we've had essentially for the last 40 years this Republican coalition that has formed that has more or less dominated the political um, field for the last 40 years. Prior to that, the sort of dominant um, coalition was the the New Deal coalition that emerged and fell apart with Jimmy Carter. Um, and so his argument essentially was that we are at one of those disjunctive moments where this Republican coalition that has been so strong and so successful for almost 40 years is falling apart, right? That this might be the end of an era. So I, I mean, maybe I, I don't know that I did a great job of explaining that, but I think it's an interesting conversation to have about yeah. The fact that the Republicans who have somebody I saw somebody cited that it's the largest Republican majority in the House in like 89 years or yeah, something like that. it's a bigger margin than even in 94 when they took over. They barely got the majority in 94. So wow. yeah. it was big. Yes. And, and they the piece of legislation they've been talking about for the last seven years. So they, there's really the only reason that they wouldn't be able to get this key piece of legislation through is because they can't work together, right? Which is really shocking, right? Startling that a party controls the, you know, both houses plus the presidency and they can't get this bill through, which seems to lead to this idea that they're they're falling apart, right? Which is, if, if you follow this logic, what, you have this sort of disjunctive moment, they break apart and you'll have, what, a new coalition emerge, maybe of Democrats, maybe of different Republicans? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, is it really, uh, like, I mean, Obviously, there was a there were major issues with this piece of legislation. So, is it really? I'm not sure if it's that you know, kind of ultimate disjunctive moment mm. that we're talking about, or the legislation was just so bad that well, there was no. I, and if they I, come I, back with tax cuts, everybody's like, tax cuts are right. No, I think the question to ask, though, Nick, in that in that regard, is can you imagine a piece of legislation? So even if they had worked towards a good piece of legislation, could uh, they come up with a good piece of legislation that the entire Republican Party would have been on board with? Well, that's exactly. I'm sorry, Nick. I was no, gonna go say, ahead. that's exactly what I was thinking. Is that one of the reasons that it that this is? I, I look at the healthcare. This healthcare bill is sort of a microcosm of what this moment in history is about. This disjuncture is that if we weren't in a moment where the party has lost itself and has no idea what it is anymore and isn't grounded in the and Skronik uses the word orthodoxy and isn't grounded in it anymore then the bill wouldn't have looked this way. Mm. So it's oh, a, sure. I, I think, and the, the article that, that Phil is referencing from, um, from Ross D, as Shauna likes to call him, which I think is good, <laughs> is that I really think that it is, it's that the, the, 
the way it was written. So first of all, the way it was written and what was in it, and then the way that they went about trying to pass it is all indicative or it's a microcosm of where we are with the sort of the soul or the state of the Republican Party. We've been talking about the soul of the Republican Party since the primaries. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe the assumption was, well, as soon as there's a, a Republican in the White House, that the party can recapture itself and reclaim itself and it can be it can be homogenous and do all the things. But that has not happened at all because we've got years and years and years and years of different kinds of Republicans getting elected in districts that maybe they should have never been elected in and then getting reelected in those districts and then getting redistricted in those districts. And so it's it's a lot of institutional so, factors yeah. that play Why isn't there anybody, though? I mean, I would think... Right, that these are like people who are experts in their own party and in political mm, thought. <laughs> like, isn't there anybody who might have said, "Hey, a strategist, perhaps," <laughs> who might have said, "Healthcare is not going to be so." Like, did anybody foresee this problem yes. that they could have come out of the gate stronger with an something like tax reform that First, they all you would think. agreed on? But they didn't run on that. So this is the but, thing. It's the symbolism of repeal and replace. Of repeal and course. replace. Repeal and replace. But wasn't there some... I'm not disagreeing with no, you No, 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 but like, like uh, taxes are not sexy. I get it, right? Like repeal and replace. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure they have tax cuts. <laughs> <laughs> then healthcare? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can pay for healthcare with a tax cut. Exactly. I definitely get that that's what they campaigned on, but somebody should... Upstream... Like intervention the, at the meta level, be yeah. like, hey, like, let's be thinking about what the plan is. But this was Paul Ryan, right? It wasn't Paul Ryan came to Trump and said, "We start with healthcare, yes. and then we go to tax reforms right. for like procedural reasons, and we handle the healthcare first for a certain way." Maybe such a slam dunk. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's and they get the win, yeah. and they have the capital, and they see his approval numbers go up, and then the party would come together, and they pass a bunch more shit. So here's the thing. So we're going over on this topic a yeah. little bit, but. Where where do they go from here? Is it tax cuts? Is it immigration reform? Mm. Where, not necessarily. Well, yeah, all right. For lack of a better, lack of better wording, what's an easy win for them at this point? Oh my god, tax cuts, right? It's got to be tax cuts. I don't know. Right? Oh, big tax tax cuts, Phil. Big, like big time. <laughs> Huge. 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 Uh, Maybe that's like so, I, mean, I guess if you take a step back and think about like the, so, this whole Skoranek argument is that. This Republican, I mean, the history of this is that this New Deal coalition basically fell apart under Jimmy Carter, right? So Jimmy Carter controlled, the Democrats controlled everything just like the Republicans do now, but he had a terrible presidency. They couldn't get anything done. It all fell apart. And what emerged is this new Reagan coalition, right, where you bring in what has been successful for the last 40 years, which is this combination of the religious right, right, with like business conservatives and sort of libertarian principles at the same time and you bring in southern democrats which you know you have uh, some race issues there <laughs> <laughs> so you have all these people coming together right and so the 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 problem is that they've been able to cooperate up to this point but but the the question is like what um as they sort of they as they get grumpy at each other and have infighting the question is like what's the piece of legislation that those kind of four or five really mm -hmm. varied, like disparate groups can agree on. And that's where you ran into the problem with healthcare. And I, can you get, maybe maybe tax reform is the thing. Is that something, but of, I don't. Of all the issues, I think that's really the only, I mean, immigration is gonna be even more of a disaster than healthcare yeah. was. 
right? <laughs> yeah. No, the wall is even messy. The wall is messy because cuts... now they're saying that the wall might be on Mexican, like in Mexico, not in the United States. Right. Like we can't build a wall in another country. So we're invading Mexico. So to build we're going to invade Mexico. Well, to we're build also a wall. Well, we we're also deferring asking for the money it's to build messy. the wall. That's until right. Next year. That's right. Right. But, That's exactly right. I mean, this is the problem, right? Because you have, uh, you know, the wall is an example of where you have the immigration Republicans, the anti-immigration Republicans versus the fiscally conservative Republicans. Yeah. And, and whereas we could, the Republicans were able to sort of get them all on the same, you know, boat before, that's like it, they, they aren't able to do that anymore. And you see that with the budget as well. And so I don't even with tax cuts, like, are they going to be able to agree like, I think you say tax cuts, and they might all be able to agree on that, but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of whose taxes get cut right. and how you do it, are they even going to be able to get well, enough? Well, if they can convince people that that Reagan-like trickle-down economics actually did work in the 80s, if they can, <laughs> Sean is chicken, if yeah. they can do that, because they've been invoking Reagan a lot, so yeah. if they can do that, they could get, like, the working class, you know, mm-hmm. voters on on board potentially mm-hmm. I heard it's a big sell but. so I heard in listening to other podcasts that because I do you're not allowed to listen to other podcasts <laughs> you're cheating on <laughs> but that, but that um, that they could possibly do this through budget reconciliation yeah right that that would be a possibility but that they, if that happened they would have to not add to the deficit mm-hmm. yes right, right. And so, what the hell are you going to cut to make up? What programs wheels on are you wheels. Wheels, on wheels. wheels on wheels? There's so much <laughs> room there, right? Oh my God. After school programs, <laughs> there's, right. there's, yeah. But that, okay, so this is the thing, too. Let's and increase I know our Nick, defense funding. Nick's going right? to yell at me because we're gone over time, and I'm going to say this one thing because I'm the guest and I'm going to say it. <laughs> that one of the ways that, one of the ways that healthcare could have actually been passed and it could have been written appropriately is if the Republicans were willing to say, we're going to have to spend more money. Right? I mean, they, they could no, have. Right? Okay, this is what I'm saying. If crazy they could, talk. It's crazy talk, right? They would have had to spend more and to spend it appropriately to get the coverage for the people that weren't going to get coverage, and this is why the establishment Republicans didn't vote for it. Mm-hmm. But they're unwilling to because this is a tagline of, like, expanded government and too much debt and too much deficit. And I get all of that. But this is the shit. This mm-hmm. is what happens when you govern and when you try to pass policy is that you can't have everything. It's not my two-year-old who thinks she can have everything whenever she wants it. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, I... Or Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I would say, to, to Nick's earlier point, I, I do think politics is, is much like a, a football game now, where, like, one week when a team loses, it's terrible, it's awful, the, you know, the, the sky's falling, and the next week, if you get a win, everything's normal. And if they get and a win... And the Browns, it's just never well, oh that's God, true. God, it, was just, <laughs> it is like the opposite. A loss is normal, a win is like, like the best <laughs> thing that's ever happened. But if Trump gets a win on tax cuts, or whatever the, whatever the issue they go to next, like, all is well, until the next crisis. So I, I, well, I does he learn something? No, 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 no. 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 You don't think so? <laughs> no, because he's not invested enough to learn or know or feel or care. That was a lot. Learn or feel or care. There's an argument to be made, or I've seen several people make the argument that uh, that's exactly what you're seeing this week with the rolling back of environmental regulations, with mm-hmm. um, some of these sort of I don't know quick. Quick scores, right? Things that are fairly easy to do that score some points to try to get orders. the momentum back yeah. on their side. Yeah, like like kill the environment. Those, those are, that's win win. All right, it's like you, know, half, you say kill the environment, I say stimulate the economy. Right. So you add like four coal jobs, yeah, like right. four. 
Like four people get jobs hey, now. Hey, there was four more people yeah. than were there last week. And four people that will vote for Republicans mm-hmm. now. Just as a side thing, like this idea, I, I was totally ignorant to this idea that regulations can not only be revoked, but like permanently off the table yeah. through this whatever process it's an executive order it's yeah. new law when you sign and you show your signature that's yeah. Done. yeah I swear <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about where it's like that we're gonna we're gonna eliminate this regulation and no regulation like this regulation can ever yeah. ever be passed mm-hmm. again yeah. what the shit is that <laughs> is that like I had no idea about this and I watched Vice News which is very great I recommend it yeah. I was like what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. So we can never ever again have these. Re- well, not necessarily, yeah. right? If Congress passes, it, you know, depending on what Congress looks well, like, that in the seems years. very easy. So that's like, <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's not all doom and gloom forever. It's not all doom and gloom. Question mark. I mean, come on. But this, this is sort of the thing that that uh, that Republicans have been complaining about for the last eight years, though, too, right? Is that Obama was like bypassing Congress by signing magically signing like stuff into law, and they were taught. freaking out, right? And so they're yeah. do what? It's like every class I've ever taught. It's the same conversation. Like, oh my God, he's like never like a president we've never seen before. And I'm like, really? Because it's like every president we've ever right, seen. Right. 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 Nick, we haven't talked about Russia in like half an hour. Can, can we, yeah, can we talk Russia? Russia? Please. I'm, I'm starting to get the jitters. It's too much American politics. Uh, no, no, I, I, I love American politics. No, you don't. I know it all. I know. I'm going to come back to it. All right, so we'll make, the, we'll make a transition from American politics to Russia. Uh, Devin Nunez uh, had a busy week, including. A, he's a solid guy. I like that guy. Yeah, and, and, and what? I. I think bright too bright. I mean, he 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 captures all of the the tactical knowledge one needs. So he just looks scared every time someone takes a picture of him. He does. I was thinking that today. Every it's like picture. A deer in headlights. Yeah. So he. Uh, so actually, we mentioned this in the last podcast that he came out with this revelation uh, that Trump had been incidentally wiretapped, and this week we learned that he figured that out. By going to the White House and for a secret late night meeting where somebody who we have not learned uh, briefed him. And he will never tell the committee. It's deep throat, right? Right. (laughs) It's It's, Forrest Gump. Yes. Oh, Forrest Gump. Right. He's deep throat. What? He's deep. Remember in the movie? He's, yeah. he's yeah. deep throat in yeah. the movie. Yeah. You don't remember that? No, I. I, I, I mean, I'm... I was thinking this seemed more like an episode of The West Wing, but <laughs> yes, sounds no, that's good too. Really dramatic. Force, yes, but so for all of our listeners, he didn't, please he didn't validate go, me. He didn't just go to the White House to meet with his informant. He like snuck into the White House. <laughs> no, one, no one from the White House knew he was there and he met with his informant. Right. Because that was all kinds of shit about the Secret Service. Too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Because that was where he needed to be debriefed uh, and then he held his press conferences with well, two press conferences and then he also met with Trump uh, and since then has basically canceled the House Intelligence Committee review of the Russian incident or incidents and relationships and alleged Russian and, right. Well, yeah, right. All alleged. Well, and canceled the um, Sally Yates. Yeah, now, Sally like, Yates. now they say she's going to testify. Okay. I'm just no. You're yeah, right. And yeah. then like at now some saying, later point. Right. Right. Later point. So so for our listeners, Sally Yates, the acting attorney general uh, under the Trump administration, who was fired because she wouldn't enforce the travel ban. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then was brought in because she was the one that had seen the information regarding Michael Flynn, uh, the, the, those and, conversations. And had briefed the Trump administration yes. on the connections. Yes. yes. And so Spicy, my favorite Trump official, um, had said there was nothing, that, you know, White House said nothing about that. But the reality is there are all these letters back and forth between the lawyers. 
saying that, you know, certain parts of your job are confidential and you can't release that. Uh, so this is, this well, is fascinating. Did you, somebody asked, I saw a, a clip this morning of somebody, a uh, press person asked Devin Nunes if he canceled the hearings on Monday in response to the White House, whether the White House asked him to do it. And his, like, it was, like, it, it was so evasive. <laughs> like, his response was not no. His response was not yes. His response was something like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. He kept walking. Wink, like, wink. He looked so uncomfortable. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's, yeah. That guy is so, he's, Fucked. yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Well, and they're, they're now saying... <laughs> So his press conference, when he come out, comes out and says that the Trump administration is being, what what was it, incidentally or? Mm -hmm. Yes, incidentally. Uh -huh. yeah. Incidentally wiretapped. I mean, the problem with that, there's multiple problems with that. One, that he didn't talk to his colleagues on the committee first. Two, that he talked to Trump first, right? Yeah. The person that they are investigating. Yeah. But three, that if this is true, if, if these wiretaps exist, that's classified information that he's talking about in a press briefing right. which as of this morning now i saw a story that said that there are uh, that he's like facing ethics charges yes. because it's not a choice like if you do this um there is a mandatory essentially ethics investigation into so that that poor guy is in over his head he's not he's in over his head he he's, just feels bad at this point yeah he's, oh. but he's he, quite audacious for him to say that the Democrats are not taking the Russia probe seriously when he is running to Trump to tell him what they found. Yeah. Exactly. He so was, ridiculous. He was looking for a friend. I'll share this with Donald. He'll like me. We'll be right. And then uh, he we'll might wear not... bathrobes together. All the bathrobes. Kimonos. 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 Now, Phil, could you, you can't go to jail for that, can you? Not in the district. You can go to jail for anything, Bill. Is that right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Nobody in BC goes to jail for anything. <laughs> oh. No. Now, at, 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 the thing I do have to say is that I, the person who sort of emerged from this, who, I, I mean, I, I have a, a perspective I come at this from, but the person who has looked really, I think, professional and handled himself pretty well has been Adam Schiff, who I didn't yeah. know that much about. Yeah. Who's the Democrat on the committee who's, who's he's, I don't know, he seems to be kind of rising in the, in the public uh, awareness, at least. Mm -hmm. He's handling everything very well, right? And you wonder whether he might emerge. I don't know if presidential candidate, but he, it feels like he's got a, a promising political career because mm -hmm. of this. Yeah, presence. Now, yeah. Be, because of this crazy stuff that Nunes has been doing, where he got out of a car in the middle of the night and got a random Uber to the White House and jumped the fence or whatever. <laughs> uh, all of this crazy stuff that's happening. Now, there are, there are increasing calls now for an independent investigation, which... The Democrats had been calling for, but yeah. it wasn't, I don't know that it was getting that much steam, but even a, a handful of Republicans yeah. are starting to yeah. get on board and say that this is, you know, you've, I thought Adam Schiff's statement, the most powerful thing he said last week, I thought the sound clip that really stuck with me was when he said that Nunes has to decide if he's going to be a surrogate for Trump or, um, mm -hmm. you know, an independent investigator, right? You can't be, you can't be both. And, and he's, I mean, you're getting increasing support and and Trump seems nervous about all of this. <laughs> he doesn't seem happy. You know, Suzanne and I we were talking about this beforehand and it is entirely possible that the, that Trump and individuals within the administration are, it, it's it's totally innocent. There's nothing there between the Russia connection and the Trump administration. 
but they keep doing things that make them yep. look right. guilty, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're sneaking into the White House late at night, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, and, it's, and I said this to you, I, I, Hillary Clinton did this in terms of the emails. Like, she did things that made her look more guilty than she was. Right. And I, I can't decide whether there really is a story here mm-hmm. or whether they're just so inept at handling a crisis that they're making themselves look more guilty than they really are. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just every time I read about this, I think this would be such a good example to talk about inference mm. in a statistics class if any of my students <sighs> cared about politics, <laughs> which they don't. Right? So I don't care about quantitative research. You don't, need, you don't need proof. Nope. But if, yes. if oh, there was, point. right, okay, if there was no connection between the Trump campaign and Russia... It would be very, very, very odd for all of these things mm-hmm. to be happening in yeah. the absence of a connection, right? You don't need the proof, but for all of these things to Ran- be happening, like, that like randomness. there's a reason yeah. that people are convicted on circumstantial evidence, yeah. because it just seems so unlikely to happen in the instance of innocence. There's so much smoke, right? So, I mean, right. You, you, so, could, you could smoke yeah, a pig. Yeah. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 We, right. we may never be able to find mm, the smoke fire, pig. but it's... <laughs> Is the smoke enough? Here's yeah. the contrarian That's point. Good... To that. Yeah, it's it's DC. There are going to be people that are going to be looking for those connections 24 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. Sure. You mean gotcha media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha media. All right, yes. Um, no, I mean that's their job. They're going to find connections regardless. That is the you know as much as people lambast you know Republicans and and whatnot for being conspiracy theorists. That entire town is built on conspiracy theories and nothing else. And they are loving the Trump administration for that, right? Because it just feeds into this. I'm not saying that those connections don't exist or they couldn't exist, but take it with a grain of salt when... You know, we, we've talked about this. About like that. Democrats have, are falling prey to that. Like we're just they're sure. feeding off of all of this. It, but it's just okay. Like I'm not one. I told Billis I'm not one to wear the tinfoil hat and like you know bunker myself down because the world is ending. <laughs> whatever. Okay, but. I mean, and maybe the fertilizer king is a little tinfoil hat, and that's fine. Yeah, but we, we've got to talk about like, the aluminum king too. <laughs> Manafort, like laundering money in Cyprus, the cash <sighs> payments for the houses that yeah. you're telling me about that I didn't even know about. Yeah, you know, it's just Kushner saying he never met with someone and he did. Sessions, it's too much. Oh, the, the Russian bank. Yeah. It's too yeah. many things yes. that surround the same people right. who are scrambling to pretend like nothing happened. Right. It just, I don't, I mean. We have to reject this, the null hypothesis. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> the N is big enough at this point. It's so too much I know what that means, but if other people yeah, don't. Yeah, explain oh, for the there's, hillbillies. There's, there's, if we're, oh my God. If we're assuming that there's no connection, right? If we're going to go on the assumption that Trump's campaign is innocent, there's too much evidence to support that claim. There's too Trump. much shady shit happening to say that it's just all happening by random chance and there's right. no causal connection like mm. it's too much to support the reality this hypothesis of the reality that there's yeah. no connection well, i there's suppose just... you think that humans are responsible for global warming <laughs> oh, yeah, it, oh you know what as you say that the energy department's climate office is now avoiding the phrase climate change what oh. FYI. Are they calling it something else or just not using it? Are they it? going like back to global warming or is it just mm. we're having a bad week? 
<laughs> the other a daily beast. The other story, mm. Trump related, was that that only CNN has really broke and nobody else's, and so I'm 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 worried about my my tinfoil hat. But uh, <laughs> that Flynn and Phil and I have been talking about this. That Flynn potentially has been flipped by the FBI. Mm-hmm. That there's a deal worked out, and that story broke, and a couple of people talked about it, but nothing since. And right. to me, this seems like. Huge. Potentially a huge story, but if there's nothing there, I think we need to be restrained. But if Flynn has indeed agreed to a deal, that's the that's FBI. Bad. FBI only makes deals when you get a bigger fish. And is there a bigger so fish bigger than, Flynn? than Flynn? Right. Uh, it's it's. I don't know. Phil, thoughts. <laughs> I like how Bill just punts. He's like, I'm gonna throw some things <laughs> really hey, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm throwing this conspiracy theory, Phil. Well, that, that rumor was sort of circulating end of last week, and then it sort of died away, and nobody's talked about it again. Because it's very me... fake news, as Trump now calls right. CNN. Very well, fake news. Right. <laughs> right. And, and it's possible that it's just that there's no substance to it, right? That that's not actually the case. So it'll be interesting to see but there are a long there are a series of people who have started like lining up or volunteering to testify to congress including um who all manafort and yep. uh um, he needs a whole mess of immunity stone stone is Roger agreed stone roger stone that guy's crazy yeah he, <laughs> he is uh and sure. carter page carter page has yeah there was some speculation that the they all i guess they all, i don't know the timeline of that but i guess they all sort of all at once kind of came out of the woodwork and were like, hey, I'll testify, which led some people to conclude that something was going on behind the scenes that led them all to sort of, you know, voluntarily step forward. I'll, I'll give my story. Well, and Flynn didn't. That was the big deal. Flynn right. was of those of that group. Flynn said, no, I can't. Yep. And his lawyer said, I, 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 you know, we're not confirming or denying there's a deal. So here's a fun speculative game that has no, 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 like, this is just us talking. Of all the people around Trump, right? This is just, this is just gossip. Of all the people around Trump, who's the one that's most likely to flip? Like, I mean, it seems like Flynn would be the one. Like, who's the one who's going to crack and be like, screw it. I'll take everybody down if I can cover my ass. Carter Page. Carter, that guy would flip if I looked at him the wrong way. <laughs> that I mean, smile. Look, at, it's, it's always the one that, that takes the fall. In the end, or is you know has the most to lose? I I would think it's Flynn. Would that that or Manafort. Manafort could go to jail for a long time. Especially that guy, money uh, not, not for the Trump stuff. Like he was like carrying out illegal stuff for a long time. Like he's he's Ukraine deep in terms of like <laughs> yeah, that's a deep a one. Verb. Yeah, Ukraine deep is deep. And he's yeah. like he's probably Putin connected, right? So he may prefer jail time than than mm-hmm. Putin. Or or yeah, point. you forget jail time. He'll cooperate and throw everybody else under the bus, and you make him. You give him a new identity in San Diego on a beach somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> That's all right. It's pretty recognizable. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh. What else we got? We got a lot. Do we need beer time or are we at Nick, you're the... Uh, no, we got time. We got a little bit of time. All right. So we can talk about uh, the clean power plant and coal returning. We can talk Let's about... Let's actually do that. All right. If you don't mind. No, I love it. Yeah. Nick's got something to say. Why don't you... Well, why why, really why, why am I hosting? I mean, what so, are you uh, doing? So, so what happened? I'll, I'll I'll say what happened, and then Nick, you can respond. But uh, the Obama administration had passed this clean power plan, uh, which basically dramatically reduced the ability of of coal producers to produce burn coal and cause trouble. Um, That's man. trouble. That's trouble. <laughs> trouble for the environment. And uh, this yesterday, uh, 
Trump overturned that and argued for deregulation that we need to loosen uh, loosen the coal producing companies up and allow them to produce and burn the coal that they see fit. And I guess the question is, what does that mean for the Paris Climate Accord, the 2015 well, Global Agreement? Yep. Um, he hasn't commented on that, but this was this was a big I, deal. I think the thing that the the part that stood out to me about all of this was the. I don't remember if it was part of that or just in the midst of this, the announcement that for the Trump administration going forward, like the environment is not an issue, right? Like when they're making decisions, they're not concerned about the environment. They're just purely going on economic growth and the the environment's not a factor in their decisions, which is a pretty dramatic shift. Yeah. Okay. My favorite part about all this is when he was signing the executive order. Uh, you know how Trump likes to, Nick loves this. When he turns around and he shows everybody he that he signed He drew a little it. stormy cloud yes. with a smiley face. <laughs> yeah. So he does it, he signs it, he shows everybody. And then he turns and says, come on, fellas. You know what this is? You know what this says? Uh, and then he turns to one guy and he says, you're going back to work. <laughs> He's a coal miner. The guy yes. that was standing there was a coal miner. Right. But do you think that guy was out of work? <laughs> Probably not. Right. I'm sure he was like, dude, I got a job. I'm good. I'm all right. I'm pretty sure I'm fine. I'm just here for the photo op. Do you know what I'm doing for you? I'm helping you. I'm helping you. Right? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I am your savior. Right. I can do it all by myself. And there, there's a lot here in terms of the the, the shift. So so the idea, or the one of the arguments is that natural gas is now cheaper than coal. Mm-hmm. Right. So we we don't necessarily need this. Uh, so it was it was a it was might be a politically savvy move. I don't know what the impact of it is in terms of actual energy production. Is. I think, no, I think this is purely an optics thing. Yeah. And this is, you know, screw healthcare, screw the immigrants, whatever. <laughs> right. Let's talk meals about on wheels. Wheels. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, meals yeah. on wheels, nobody kneels at. Like I said, they've had their time. Um, <laughs> no, like, if you really think about it, especially over the past five to ten years, the business of energy in the United States is natural gas and something that isn't coal-driven. So this is maybe a really horrendous business decision that he's making as a person who's coming in as president who's supposed to be good at business. Well, you look at the the statistics since 1950, coal jobs have gone down dramatically. There's yeah. like 79,000 people that still work as coal miners. That's, which is like... It's nothing. Ra- it's yeah. nothing, right? So this idea of I'm going to bring, like going to West Virginia and looking at the miners and being like, I'm going to bring more jobs back. It's like... Yeah. They're, those jobs don't exist. You can't like poof them out of the air. They don't exist, and they didn't exist before you got here. This false hope to the you know the working coal miner, it's just it's gonna backfire. Well, even even China's saying like you know we're, right. we're enough 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 coal, right? You know we, we can't right. see we can't see more than ten feet in Beijing. Right. So <laughs> they're um, the the economic powerhouse now that's going forward with climate change and using it as an economic engine to yeah. improve themselves. Which, which is, is why they created it as a hoax. Well, well which is what we should be doing, embracing <laughs> right, it. Right. Exactly. Well, I don't. Coal miners don't like. I don't, do they want to be working in a coal mine? I would think probably not. Maybe retraining might be a better idea than like trying to hold on to the 1950s in coal power. I don't know. Investing in education and vocational training. I mean, who cares about education? Really, they have their time. School choice, right? Oh, yes. Here we go. Okay, yeah. but the sociologist has a unique perspective on this, right? I mean, you get you get society in a way that like we we don't. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Can you divorce me out of the weeds? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't look at Suzanne. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. We only look at numbers and figures <laughs> right. and models right. and such. But this is they this do. seems like <laughs> Trump is reaching out to a segment that that elected him. And and whether you're oh, right, yeah. there's not many coal miners, but there's a lot of people who've been displaced by globalization who probably look at this and say like that 
coal miners going back to work. Yeah. Um, Maybe I should become a coal miner. Well, no, no, no. Not even that, but <laughs> no, like, I appreciate kidding. what he's doing for this group of people who have had a very hard time in this economy. Yeah. That seems symbolic to me of what he might do for other people. Absolutely, I think that's true. I yeah. mean, certainly where I grew up, right? There's like so much that there's unemployment and there's um, low wage, low skill jobs and lots of racial discord about so like so getting jobs, yeah. right? I mean, yes, across the Rust Belt. Um, so absolutely, that's one of the reasons that they voted for him. So mm. I think it is symbolic, but well, I, I'm like, is that a good? No, I don't think it's a good business. Yeah, decision, no, not that. right. But it, it it seems like a good political, yes. even if it's not of a good bus, business decision, right? So like, most there are there is a subset of the population who like this is the most important issue to them, mm-hmm. and he wins. He you know he he does good by by them with this, right? And he he becomes popular in the, in that sort of subsection of you know coal miners. <laughs> That's where the job comes. But it's not but, just coal miners; it's mm-hmm. people in those rural. Air, it's mountainous areas, sure. right? I yeah. mean, in sort of yeah. Appalachia, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But then, so, but so the symbol, yes. But then, when the jobs don't come, and we're you know eighteen right. months from the midterm cycle, and it's going to be a referendum on Trump because it's typically what we end up seeing in the midterm cycle. Mm-hmm. Then, what does that look like? Well, I mean, when the jobs who's going to be vocal about that, though? You said the population who's going to benefit from it is small, anyways. Yes. And the the opponents of the people running for election to be like. Did you get what you were promised? Right. I'm sorry. Did you get what that was promised to you? I don't know if it'll be enough. It may not be. I'm not saying necessarily, yeah. but it's this is I mean, yeah. generally this is how it could sure. play out, yeah. and and Certainly. this could make certain congressional districts potentially unsafe. This mm-hmm. is what seems so tricky about Trump, right? Like I keep trying to think, let's not let's not focus on the crazy shit that he says because it's so people who, yeah. but yeah, but people who voted for him don't care. Right. They like the crazy shit yes. that he says. Mm-hmm. They love it, right? So let's talk about the actual things that he promised to the people that voted for him mm-hmm. and is he delivering on those things? If he's going to pull healthcare away, like I'm I'm really glad, like for him to, I know we're not going back to healthcare, this is not the point, I'm, but yeah. <laughs> Nick is the gate, the timekeeper. Like, no, like, <laughs> For him to say, let's let Obamacare explode, like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you're, if that's what you really think is going to happen, you're going to let it ride on a failing system instead of trying to fix it and do what's better for the people that you're governing? Like, and the ones that voted for you. Fuck you, mm-hmm. right? So, it, mm, I like, lost my train of thought. No, that's enough. That was good. That politically, was good. It's, it's it makes a lot more sense to go after coal and, and make that argument than healthcare, right? It's a easier to make that. Sure. sure. Now, and you can do it, unilaterally. Right. If you're like me who believes that, I, I genuinely think that, that the climate and climate change is a significant national security issue. Yes. You and Bernie. Right, right. No, Bernie and I, this is a big deal, right? I mean, because... All the communists. Right, right. No, not just communism, because China now. I feel like China's on my China. side. Oh, China's China. China is China. arguing... China. That's one of the, the, the more bizarre things, is that when Trump says things, China comes out and says, no, we like the Paris Climate Accord. No. No, you don't. We don't, we don't, we don't want to burn coal, right? I mean, I think China is trying to moderate... China's intimidated by all the craziness that Trump is throwing out there. And they say, like, let's, let's be sensible. Here. Well, let's let's moderate. Yeah. Idiots too. I mean, people see what those cities look like, and right. they have a billion people to keep in line. Right, and they feel that they can't pressure. Murder all of them yet. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But this stuff keeps coming up. So even yesterday, Spicer and in, in his in the press conference, the you know the infamous, spicy spicy. Um, he's asked a question. Um, 
I'm just going to read it. He says, does the president still believe that climate change is a hoax? Okay. And yeah. so this was actually two days. What's today's date? I don't even know. 29. Okay. So this was yesterday. So Spicer says this. I think you'll hear more today about the climate and what he believes. I think he understands. He does not believe that, as I mentioned at the outset, that there is a binary choice been mm. between job creation, economic growth, and caring about the environment, and that's what we should be focusing on. I think mm. at the end of the day, where we should be focusing is making sure that all Americans have clean water, clean air, and that we do what we can to preserve and protect our environment. Mm. So he punted, obviously. And Shauna's face is like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, it just doesn't seem consistent with somebody who appoints a head of the EPA who wants to get rid of the EPA. And slashing like, well, its budget by 30%. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But he, so he says, like, you'll hear more today, but, like, I don't think anything else came out unless Except I missed something. Except that the Department of Energy is now not using the phrase climate change anymore. Well, right. At, at, a, at a more micro level, Phil, I, I thought you tweeted something out this week about... Trump agreeing that we can now kill hibernating animals. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, I saw this hibernating yeah. bears. Yeah. Yep. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Another example of uh, a, an issue that the Republicans really campaigned on, and that helped them get over, uh, helped them win control of the House and Senate. Yeah, they're just making good on a promise. Yeah, apparently, I don't, yeah, I don't, some, among the many, I mean, the the Trump administration has been rolling back environmental regulations since they, I mean, you know, changing, uh, they've, they've, they've reduced, I mean, this is part of a a general Republican approach to essentially small government, right? That less regulation is good, you let market forces deal with stuff, but it does seem a little strange. Like, I, even, like, out of that sort of logic, I get arguments about, um, uh, you know, taking the, you know, un- unleashing companies to, I don't know, pollute more or whatever, if you really believe in free market stuff. I don't really get the, the argument for why it should be acceptable to kill hibernating animals. Well, but I will say if I... was one of the things that they rolled back. Yeah, but like, really, what is, like, really okay. what is the logic behind that? Well, okay, if I had to kill an animal, I would... Ki- if I, So if you said to me, Mock, you got to go kill a bear... I would kill a hibernating bear before I would. Obviously, <laughs> because this 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 member of Congress from Alaska says it's a states' rights issue, and the federal government has no business telling people what they can do on a, in a refuge in Alaska. Yeah. Um, so you can kill a a wolf pup, an adorable well, wolf, not wolf the pup puppies. Well, <sighs> in his den as he. Can I just say that the Trump administration seems to not care about. Anything? Looking Wait, terrible, right? I mean, so they're like, kill hibernating animals, meals on wheels, gone, grandma, right? I mean, the environment. Like, some it of these, really is comical. It's it point. is, right? Because I mean, they don't have any. I, so, is it that, like, his, his the people that work for him are afraid to. Do you think that they're afraid to sort of, like, stand up to him and, and tell him? But none of them care about hibernating animals. He doesn't eat animals. <laughs> 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 my, my daughter says that all the time. So. What fears do you have? Don't blame your daughter for that. that was Three beers. Oh my god! Care about hibernating yeah. animal. Two and a half beers. What an animal you are! Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think that Trump, because this passed through Congress, right? This was not like a Trump initiative. This Is that right? Pa- yes. Oh. This was a roll, a rolling back. This, I mean, this people. was something passed through Congress and a rolling back of this federal regulation. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Okay, so this, <laughs> I have so many Just things. center myself. Center, I, center. I, I know, I, like, as Wusa, right? Um, <laughs> I just think, and maybe I'm wrong about all of this, but I, I just really, like, when I picture what Trump does all day, and I do this, this is something that I actively do, is I try to picture what he's doing all day. 
I honestly think that he like sits around and like watches the news and like tweets on his like super old Android and the big boys do all of the work and then at the end of the day somebody comes and says like here's what we did today mm-hmm. and he's like I don't fucking care okay fine let me go put my bathrobe on like I just don't think that he cares yeah, right. I don't yeah. think he's invested he's waiting to be the reality TV star right he's waiting for the photo op he's waiting for the opportunity to go in front of a crowd and get all the adulation and he has zero interest or investment in actually understanding about governing and so people are just doing stuff which is the worst kind of president this like Obviously. I'm a delegate mm-hmm. I don't care what's going on and there's and then and then healthcare doesn't pass and their polls are showing that no one's blaming him. So he comes out like scot free. Mm-hmm. And I, that's gonna end at I, some point, I'm sure. That'll you know, but Phil, I, I I think that um the the like killing hibernating animals fits in with like a broader I mean if you if it fits into like a deregulation mindset yes. right like the government shouldn't tell <laughs> us what to do dying. animals and, are dying and Stop. here I think the thing <laughs> is the thing that we forget is that we're not normal right like most Americans aren't paying attention to this shit right they don't yeah they're like they're You're not right. paying that much attention to You're what right. the bills that are and and then I and I think. Even if they are, I think that there's a big chunk of America that thinks I got a lot of stuff to worry about and and hibernating animals is not high on that list. So like <laughs> we as like academics are, are like, this is terrible. They're <laughs> killing baby bears. But I think for like I think for most Americans it's just sorta of, you know, like, most Americans they're not even aware of it. And even if they were, I don't know that they would I don't I don't know. No, that, I think I mean, that's a great point, right? This this is this is largely an ivory tower conversation, like yeah. the hibernating animals. No, <laughs> this is something that one of my friends would post on Facebook. Like, doesn't yeah. care about social issues, but save the animals. Save yeah, the animals. Save yeah. The yeah. Humane society. But I, I mean, I think, oh. I, I think Phil raises a really good point, and what I have really been trying to do, especially when I'm teaching and talking about these issues, I don't want to come right out of the gate and be like Trump, what a dick, right? <laughs> I want to like embrace the fact that we have a small. I mean, it's a minority, I think, at North Central College, but uh, certainly enough students that have a conservative perspective that I don't want to dismiss them out of hand. So I want to understand. This, like, government shouldn't be involved. Let's try to, de- like, decrease the regulation. So mm-hmm. I'm really trying to understand, but, like, it's so hard. Like, it's just fucked up. <laughs> to kill babies. It just, I mean, sure. like... The... Unless you're forced to kill something, then go for the hibernating right. ones. Well, right? like, because he's already asleep. From, from right. a, you know, from a sociological perspective, like, yeah. we cannot get through life just on our own. Like, we are not individuals in a vacuum. Like, you need... A safety net. Takes a village. Takes a village. It takes a village. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are, are you some... patronizing no, me? No, I'm not. I'm trying to poke Nick. <laughs> there. Hey, Hillary. Hey. Okay. Oh, some... she... No, and really, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Phil. Her leather jacket no, was well, on I've talked too much. Go ahead. In case you happen to notice that. <laughs> in her political speech that she gave, yeah. where she would rather be in the White House. Yeah, well, well, well no, I mean, sure. Yeah. Um, Me too. No, and realistically, you know, I've been with you guys since the start of this thing and I started being relatively optimistic about what could potentially happen with this organization organization wow <laughs> administration. administration wow that's a Freudian slip excuse me hold on another step he's a businessman yeah and then this time goes by like this is why we have these conversations at this kind of forum because we need to talk through this shit like there's yeah. no there's no precedent to it we have no idea how to Take in 90% of the shit that's going on. Yeah. And it's, you know, I've changed my perspective significantly. I, I do think that there needs to be a limited government, and it's not a homogenous culture where 
every regula- every regulation is applicable to every single area of the country and some things need to be individualized a little bit more but like the puppies like that yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. puppy. it just seems like a silly choice like, why, like why? yeah of all the things that you could be doing yeah. right now these that are not the things like the that you need to be focusing thing. on yeah. It right. is strange. The internet privacy thing is another example that they passed yesterday. That, where that like, pissed me off too. Yeah. There's no like I can't I can't think of a voter other than like the chairman of like Time Warner who like who <laughs> right. wanted that right. Like right. it seems like a strange Phil, like it's I, a lobbying I, victory. You should explain. Phil, yeah, Phil, explain what happened. So I, the, I haven't read all the details of the of the bill, but the bill that has been passed and is now going to Trump essentially undoes some previous regulations so that now your internet service provider will be able to sell Mm -hmm. your internet browsing history, search history, all of this stuff. social security number. They can sell that? Yes. Yes. It's all included. It's all included. And your GPS location. Yeah. It's something that, that I don't, that should even like for, a Republican, right? If you're afraid of government and Big Brother, like this should terrify yes, you, right? It does. Um, but this is where you come from, like the you know the Republican Party is the party of of that, like small government. But they're also the party of big business at the same time. Right. So um, until they start getting robocalls, they're gonna be like, oh wait, no, sorry, I want to roll this back. Yeah. But the thing I don't get, like I can understand, I can explain in my head, I understand why the Republican Party would pass this. Um, because of lobbyists and stuff like that. What I don't get is like, why? Why is this the priority? Like, right. why are they again? Like in this? Because in it's this... a wag the dog. This is the thing. They throw all this shit through because all we're talking all this other stuff, right? Like, oh Russia, oh Nunes, oh this, oh that, oh healthcare failure. Let's like push all this stuff through when no one's paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like killing wolf puppies it's... and selling your internet history. Mm. It's true. I didn't know any. I didn't know about this bill that was being considered until yesterday when it was voted on and right. passed on to Trump. So yeah, right. yeah. And there's no coverage of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the right. thing because we're too busy talking about all these other things. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, am I more worried about a connection between the Trump campaign now administration and Russia, or like someone getting a hold of my internet history? Like, I'm pretty much more concerned about the Russia connection. But in terms of how it impacts you, right? right if I'm thinking about it at a more socio-economic right. perspective, at a micro level, uh, yeah, yeah. At a micro level, like yeah. yeah, I'm more concerned about it's someone getting my social security number. Yeah, but or sorry, proximal. The, the yes. right, it's a more yes. proximal concern than That's a distal right. concern. It right. is, but I don't know what either of those words are. <laughs> proximal means closer. Distal means further right. away. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. So Russia is a further away thing, yeah. but it affects you more directly. I it can does. see Russia from my house. I can see. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. That's the second time you've said that. Sarah Palin, come into this combo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm more worried about the fate of democracy, of our democracy, than I am about my social security number, apparently. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, and like you mentioned, these, yes. a lot of the conversations that we have are very kind of ivory tower, and I yes. think a lot of people are more concerned with their social security numbers. And, I agree. You know, yeah, absolutely. GPS tracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been plenty of evidence to suggest that these systems are not secure to begin with. Right. People yeah. have right. easy I mean, access to, to compound it. that, I think... What I have been really thinking about is, like, I wonder sometimes if Trump's sort of trope on fake news is getting into my brain a little bit. Because I I don't know if I even know or if sort of America more broadly understands how big a deal the Russia thing really is, right? So when we went to D.C. last week over spring break, 
we met very briefly with Mike Quigley. Mike Quigley, who's, who's on our House Intelligence Committee. He's on, yeah. So he tells us this is the most important thing that he thinks he has ever done or will ever do. Which that's startling, right? right? You're like, holy yes, cow! We were like, <laughs> I, as somebody who only recently in my life really started following politics, have no sense of how serious this really is. And I would imagine that that's probably also true for a lot of other Americans. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're absolutely right. Like the social, the things that are affecting me mm-hmm. most directly are sure. going to be the things that I care about. Russia, like maybe it's fake news. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not like maybe we're Democrats are blowing it out of proportion. Like maybe it's not that big of a deal. Like I don't think there's really a context or a sort of comparison case for how serious it really is. Yeah, but that but guy, did you tell him about the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. That'll be the first thing on my list. <laughs> so that, that is hilarious. He's seen so so I, I feel the same way. Like the the individuals who are seeing the information on the intelligence committee, well, primarily Republicans, but some Democrats. Quigley's Democrats, a Democrat. yeah, yeah. Quigley's a Democrat. also Republicans are, are concerned about this, and yeah. the fact that they're saying this is a big deal, mm-hmm. we need to look into this. That's uh, it's troubling. As I say to my students, it's not nothing. It's I not don't. Nothing. I just don't know nothing. that like the sort of public more broadly understands the weight. Yeah. Of... Well, because they may think it's fake news, right? So they may think it's fake news, and they also may think it's too too ivory tower. I don't understand it. It's too distal. I don't understand it. They don't know what distal means, but we'll pretend like they do. And oh, so, so I went there. So, I did. Oh, I know. It means far away. It means because now, now Bill knows <laughs> yeah. that when the animals are distant, it means yes. they're far away. That's great. But, but I don't even know if they think that it's... There's a lot of condescension over here <laughs> to the people below the ivory tower. I don't, yeah. I, and I think this kind of relates to the point that we're making. I don't even know if they... You know, it, they think it's fake news. I just don't know if they care that much. Right. It's not affecting them, right. realistically, as far right. as they know. Right. Well, yeah. and part of it, so Pew just did, oh, I'm sorry, Phil, just really quickly, just yeah. if I can say just this before, there, I, Phil, before, we'll before I forget you. to say it, <laughs> the Pew did a study recently that said 81% of people say that Democrats and Republicans can't agree on basic facts. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Did either of you actually hear what I just said, or were you yeah. too busy flirting with No, me? I was... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> I said to my daughters all the time, "Did you hear what I just said?" I was waiting for a reaction, so clearly it's not that surprising uh, what Pew found. But that, I'm just going to leave it at that. No, I mean basic facts. Basic like, facts. Yeah, where we've right. gotten. So, yeah. This is why conversation is so hard, right? I mean, this is like if there's anything I want to communicate to my students, like I. Oh, please just listen to each other. Mm-hmm. Please have a conversation. Stop talking past each other. Even if you're super passionate, like, there's no way that you're going to be able to change the situation. Like, I can understand all day long, up and down, that Republicans don't want, some Republicans don't want government involved, like, at all. I understand mm-hmm. that, and now I, and I disagree mm-hmm. with that, and now I'm going to fight to make sure that doesn't happen. But I get where you're coming from. It's certainly a reasonable position. It's just not one that I agree with. Sure. That. We're losing that. That has yep. been yep. lost. Mm-hmm. It really has. And I'm not, like, that old. No. Right? None, well, of, us, no. none, of, us, none of us are that old to think that, like. Phil's pretty old. Uh, well, okay. Right, but the. the Still the, younger than you. <laughs> Damn it. Like, the, that I can appreciate that, but that the, the student, I mean, even, like, I don't know. Like, we take students on this trip, and they just, like, this is how I think. I don't see any other way. I don't understand. Just like so polarized. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. People don't have the, I, I, and and this is coming from me, who is 
sorry to say, younger than I would assume everyone in this you room. Are. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, there's a real, there's a, a, a real deficit of, of social skills and ability to debate people, just on a fundamental level. Yeah. Social media. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why the odd. podcast is so important, right? Right. Yeah. Plug, this is what people plug, should do. Share, share, share with your friends. Yeah. So there was, there was a, I mean, in line with what you're talking about, there was a survey that came out yesterday afternoon or this morning that was saying that some absurdly high percentage of Republicans still believe Trump's com- claims about being wiretapped by the Obama administration, like 80% of Republicans or something. So there's that disheartening aspect. But at the same time, while we talk about this, there's also the fact that Trump has the like the lowest approval ratings. Yes. Like, so it, 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 people do get it at some, at some level, right? Like he's got, he's got historic low mm-hmm. approval ratings, 36% in the latest Pew poll. So it, it's not, you know, even even amongst people who even with this like high level of partisanship, there's still some ability to recognize that there's I don't know. Yeah. Bullshit going on yeah, or, you know, there, there's there's some ability. For, I, I don't know. I would be curious to see what the data say about why it's so low. Right. So mm. it's like the, the, you know, like, do you approve or disapprove of the way that the president's handling his job? But. Why? Do we disapprove because we think that he's in bed with Putin? Do we disapprove because we think he's an inept leader? Do we disapprove because we don't like the way that certain policies have gone or are going to go? Or because he only cares about winning and doesn't care about the people that he right. is governing. Or because he's right. shooting bears. Or because yeah. he's shooting wolf pups. Mm-hmm. Wolf pups. So I or wonder... because he's not conservative enough. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. So I, I would be curious, Gallup, if you asked additional open-ended questions about mm-hmm. why did you answer X? Because I think for maybe the first time ever, we really need to understand the nuance of why people are disapproving of him at the level that they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Um, we should talk beers. Beers. Yeah. beers. yeah. And then probably one more second. I feel like every Wait. time I'm on, we go really long. No, this, I, this, yeah. is, this, good. this is what the people want. <laughs> Do you want to start, Phil, or you want me to start? I can start. All right. Uh, my first beer tonight was a Red Hook Pale, which is American Pale Ale. Um, uh, Red Hook, which is out of Seattle, but I thought they had a, it doesn't matter. I thought they had a brewery around here. It was good. I liked it. Um, I tend to like the American pale ales that are uh, a little, I don't know, not quite as heavy as IPAs. Um, And the second one I had was another American pale ale, which is from Long Trail Brewing Company, the standout. Um, And Long Trail's out of Vermont. And I've had two or three of their beers. I've liked all of them. So yeah, pick up a Long Trail if they're around you. Nice. Shauna? So, Currently, I'm drinking a White Rascal, which is an Avery Brewing Company beer, and it has definitely... From Boulder, Colorado. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. From plug, Boulder, plug, plug. Colorado. Yeah. So, it is a Belgian-style white ale, but it definitely has some spice to it. It feels very Ooh, pumpkin pie-ish. Ooh, fancy pumpkin lady. pie. Uh-huh. Nice. Some, some deep spices. I don't know what they are. I sound fancy. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. And then I had the Two Brothers Domaine DuPage, which was oh, a little so. uh, darker, a little heavier, um, and I don't have much else to say about that because okay. I sort of forget what it tastes like, but it was delicious. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was great. Oh. Suzanne? Okay, so for those of you who've listened and heard me on the podcast before, no one will be surprised by the two beers that I drank because Bill brought them for me. (laughs) 
because I forgot my start own. Finding something else. But it probably would have brought the same exact ones anyway mm-hmm. because I like what I like. So I had <laughs> one of the new Glarus Spotted Cows, which I have said this before that I love this beer and anyone that ever goes to Wisconsin should bring me back some because it's one of my favorites. And Bill also brought one of the Lining Kugel Summer Shandies, the lemon. I've drank these the last time I was here. Yay. I, I love them. It's like summer in a bottle, especially mm-hmm. when it's cold outside. It's delicious and refreshing, and I, I love it. And I, if I'm asked back, I promise that next time I come, I will bring something different. No, we, we but lining, But Lining Kugel and, and New Glarus, you should just sponsor me. <laughs> All right, so I had a, my, my first beer was a Demento from Ale Asylum, which is out of Madison, Wisconsin, and Ale Asylum is just one of my favorite breweries. Like, they just do wonderful things. Uh, a couple years ago, when we, we went up to Madison, I said, we just have to go there, and everything they do is great. Uh, this was a really hoppy beer. Uh, it was a pale ale, but like a hoppy pale ale, so it was, uh, was very, very good. A little bit of bitterness, but um, yeah, a wonderful beer. Uh, Ale Asylum, great brewery. My second beer... Also from Wisconsin, so I'm finishing up my tour of Wisconsin this week, is uh, Louise Demise uh, from the uh, MKE Milwaukee Brewery Company. Uh, this is, it's more like an amber beer, a very drinkable, excellent beer. One of those where if you're full, you can drink a couple of Louise Demise and still be great. Um, yeah, so it was fantastic. And Nick? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had... I already threw it away because I was so mad at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a Sam Adams Nitro IPA, which they're big enough where I don't really care yeah. about them taking the hit. It was fucking terrible. And, oh, no! And I, I will say, like, I didn't say this, but I had one as well. I had three beers. It was, I will agree with you. It was, it was awful. It was, it was a, that's a bad beer. Yeah. And it, it was an expensive beer. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yes. It was. What was so bad about it? Yes. So for $10. Something like that. Yeah. They're trying to make it like a Guinness, but it's a light Guinness, but it's not as carbonated as a Guinness. It, it's just it flat. It just tastes like, like tepid, creamy water. That's like, disgusting. Yeah, it was real bad. Tepid, real bad. Tepid, creamy water. I don't ever want to put together again. Yeah. Um, and then there I goes had that a... Sam Adams <laughs> <laughs> advertisement with the OAS. I'm sure they're listening right now. Um, and then I had a, uh, a standard uh, Blaganitas um, pills, I think, which is always great. A check pills. A check pills. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. Which is great. Um, highly recommended. And then I had Phil Barker's beer. Um, <laughs> it apparently sucks. Uh, <laughs> Look to the Facebook picture. <laughs> yes, I think that, yeah, it, it made it taste worse. Um, <laughs> I look forward to my royalty check. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was a Guinness, which you know, it's, it's good and it's gone now. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good and it's gone mm-hmm. now. All right, so uh, ideas for the final segment. What do we, what do we want to hit on? Anything? Well, Ivanka Trump is now an employee of the White House officially. Ooh. So that's a thing. And she's getting security clearance. And this was a big deal because Trump said, no, 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 I'm not going to bring the family in. That's right. Now she's an employee clearance. Jared Kushner. Um, the brothers are, are remotely connected. Um, but there's an absence of a, a, of a traditional... Um, First lady? Yes. So right now Ivanka, as far as I understand, has been... Her office is... The first lady's office like she's in what would be the first lady's office which was established so there's always been a first lady's office but hillary clinton was the first first lady to have it actually close to the president's office and not on the other side of the white house oh. so ivanka apparently has been occupying that office um 
if she's now an employee of the White House, which is is illegal under the only piece of legislation that governs the First Lady's role, she should technically be removed from the First Lady's office, if not just for that. Um, What's well, her title, Sean? It says that, so this is per the Daily Beast, uh, per the New York Times. <laughs> oh, right? well, so, failing news. Yes, failing, failing news. news. All around failing news. All around failing news. Um, officially a government employee, but she's an unpaid advisor, and her uh, title will be assistant to the president. Well, so the unpaid part still would put her under appropriate legislation for First Ladies, but she's obviously not the First Lady, but Melania is not acting like a First Lady. So. If, if, if we're thinking about a power couple, Jared and Ivanka are like it, That's right? It. There's nobody who's got well, more like power very, globally. I mean, he's sort of low profile, right? Like, he's there, but we don't know a whole lot about Apparently him. Apparently he's meeting with Russian officials. Right. Well, that is true, but, <laughs> but like, no, you're right. he's That's not like, speaking to the press, he's not... Right, he's not connected. He's not visible in the way that Ivanka is, for sure. Well, right. He's busy solving the Middle East peace crisis. <laughs> That's right. Very no. important. Streamlining government skiing, to be more business-like. Skiing. Yes. On, and, the, but, on the federal government dime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's skiing. Isn't he in charge of the SWAT teams now? Isn't that uh, Wait, what? the one making government more businesslike? There's a yeah, the, oh, the acronym yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah, business yeah. thing was SWAT. Oh, I'm yeah. Just like, Wait, yeah. Uh, and well, re- this week he was connected. He had a meeting with the head of like this top Russian bank, yep. which is basically the Putin bank for sending money in corrupt ways. Like he met is, with the guy. It is illegal to do business with that bank as an American. But not wow. not illegal to have a conversation over coffee, coffee though. Of course, right. <laughs> coffee? Coffee. Yeah, coffee. Yeah, <laughs> with some aminals. You take a secret overnight Uber yes. to have this coffee. Oh. Did Oh, sorry, Nick, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I was going to bring up another story. Yes. Um, did we hear what Bill O'Reilly said about Maxine Waters? <laughs> said, fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she made a statement about... President Trump and O'Reilly was asked for his thoughts and his quote was, I didn't hear a word she said. I was looking at her James Brown wig. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so the fact that that elicited is so it? much laughter is like seriously problematic. Because yeah. it's hilarious. Well, but Come on, you can't say it's not a good joke. The point of me bringing it up. What's <laughs> even more hilarious is that he actually apologized. He did, he yes. Did which is afterwards. rare for Bill O'Reilly. That's, yes. that's right. That's so, right. The re- well, sorry. sorry oh, I think I stole hurt. your thunder. No, you yeah. didn't. The, so someone came to her defense after that, and he said, I didn't say she wasn't attractive. I love James Brown, but it's the same. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then he tags her. He's a genius. So in, in yes. sort of this weekend racially insensitive com- comments, Spicy also... Yes. Uh, had this back and forth with April Ryan where she was asking actually a couple of questions and Spicer was doing what Spicer does and she was just shaking her head back and forth and he said stop shaking her stop shaking your head (laughs) she totally called her out and she said that she was disheartened she said it was awful and then no one thinks that there was anything wrong with it so it's just you know two examples this week two examples of Two examples this week of women of color being marginalized by white male counterparts. And this, of course, is not new, but um, the fact that O'Reilly apologized was, yeah, like kind of unprecedented. Mm-hmm. He, of course, Spicer is not going to apologize. At least he gets on some level why that was troubling, That's right. where Spicer does not. You know, yeah. what's interesting, though, I have heard that, like, I mean, not obviously not for the like personal mm-hmm. connections, but like I've heard people say 
that Sean Spicer, Spicer is like a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. So like, why is he such a dick? He's, he's got, he's got look what his job is. Yeah. The worst job in the world. I mean, I it imagine. is. It's the, you said, I've heard you say this on the podcast before. It is like, he has like the worst yeah. job. What do you yeah. think the over-under is on him being like fired? Oh, he, well. Uh, he's he's going to leave. But here's what. This you think is, he's going to leave before leave. he gets well, fired? Do you think he'll quit? Yes. Because yeah, Trump's got to find somebody to replace him. And right. who wants that job? Mm-hmm. No fucking buddy. No. But I think part of it too is that Spicer knows, so Trump watches all of the press hearings and he's like obsessive about watching them so he knows that Trump is watching him so he goes up to perform for you know yep. his puppet master every time to make sure that he continues to stay in his good graces even if it's just a performance I would someone else it. has to take on that role mm-hmm. I mean this point. is a side note but did you, did you notice that his makeup he looks like Trump now the orange with the white I said the, white I, the same thing this is why we need you guys on because <laughs> Nick doesn't notice that. makeup no yeah. oh, what a sexist thing to say I would no? like to tag my terrible <laughs> laughing with the sense that I don't think it was right but it was a damn funny joke have you seen Maxine Waters though do you, yes you, so do you agree that it looks like James Brown right? I'm not saying it does it's just a funny it's just bit. a funny it's just a funny t- okay. <laughs> regardless of what the person looks know, like went on... that's a funny t- she was interviewed. I don't know what channel she yes, was on. Yes. She was like, I'm a strong black woman. Yeah. And she tweeted it. That's him. exactly yeah. And there's been this whole, she started a hashtag black women at work. And there's yeah. been a whole round of women who, or a whole movement, I should say, of black women who have been uh, talking about their stories. And um, there's a lot of stories of women of color talking about like how they wear their hair when they go to meetings, what they feel like they should say or can't say. So this is another example of a, of a woman of color being who she is and being told that she basically can't be who she well, is. And the Trump administration missing the boat on this, right? I mean, they, this is this does not play well for them. It yeah. doesn't. So with the Maxine Waters thing, with, yeah. with but yes, with April Ryan, yeah. it's another example of... You know, they don't just, come off good on it, this. No, they yeah. do not. So yeah. that's... Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like Nick's laugh is gonna like ring in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man! Like that's no. if it was in any other situation, that would be a funny joke. I just <laughs> I don't think so, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, Doctor Barker. I respectfully disagree. That's fine. Okay, that's why we do this. That's why we do this. Right, <laughs> Philip? You got anything? Uh, no, I did check my uh, news alerts a minute ago, and I found out that apparently they've discovered poop and coke. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? what? Yeah, apparently a bunch of cokes, they've discovered that there was human fecal matter in uh, Coca-Cola. Like, and, like Coca-Cola, not cocaine kind? coke. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, and Coca-Cola. Okay. You know, yeah, that, the kind more commonly consumed yeah, by Americans. Right. Yeah. Is that, does that make it clearer to you? Yeah. yeah the fact that when you that, say that, coke, that, I went to cocaine that, doesn't yeah. mean anything necessarily. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> That nutty flavor you get when you drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> Wait, I only drink Diet Coke. Do I have to worry? No, you just have to worry Suppose uh, Coca-Cola has claimed that it never went, it never was shipped, and it never made it to market. But and I, they, Coca-Cola would never lie about that. Because let's just be honest saying. about the fact that there's poop in everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, there is yeah. poop on your money. It's all the time. Yes. Yes. I don't all generally the time. eat my. But you touch it that. and then you put la, it in la, 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 la. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, I think we need to wrap up, but real quick. So, <laughs> this guy, the, so during the Trump campaign, uh, they held an event in Iowa City, and this guy, Andrew Alemo, Lemio, uh, showed up to the event and threw tomatoes at Trump. Now he didn't. He didn't hit Trump. See now that's funny too. Yes, he didn't hit Trump, but he was he was lobbing tomatoes that way. So the finally his case has come up, and he was fined sixty five dollars 
the cost of tomatoes. You're watching for throwing <laughs> tomatoes. Throw a lot of tomatoes. Right, right. <laughs> right. Which, yeah. I, bet I bet there's a lot of people who would pay $65 to throw tomatoes. <laughs> right. That was my so reaction. Yeah, yeah, pay $65 to throw tomatoes at anyone. Bush, of George Bush, of George Bush dodging the shoe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, did Trump dodge the tomatoes or did they not get that far? This, this, so Andrew is, has such a weak arm that he couldn't even get it off. You know, <laughs> he can't play baseball like you did. I'm no, sorry. Right. So, was, that's, that's an important question. Was it that he was intentionally not hitting Trump or was he just such a bad throw that he couldn't? The he latter. Couldn't. He couldn't hit him. Right. Yes. He needs to go have some practice yes. and then he can the, figure the it out. The shoe guy knew what he was doing. And, so and George W. Bush knew oh, he was like, like a cat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he does own the Rangers, right? Exactly. Wow. He knows yeah. all about that. So Donald Trump has just given a gift to George yes. W. Bush. Like, that guy is like, you know. I called him endearing. Yes. You did. Yeah. At the Women's March. Like, what has happened to my life? I, t- I tweeted something out like a pro Dick Cheney tweet last you did, night. I saw that. And I was like, what, where what? am I at? What's happening? So yeah. Bill has warned us since the beginning, even since November 8th, about normalizing. Mm-hmm. And every time we have a conversation, I look at him and I say, I think you're normalizing. Yeah. And he pretends like he's not, but I think you might be. Normalizing Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Dick Cheney was a badass man, but I mean, I still, I still take him over Trump. <laughs> that's not a, that's that's a fair. Point. All right, so let's close with this. Though. Yeah, really, just superficial. Trump has refused to throw out the first pitch at the Nationals game because <gasps> he's afraid he yeah. won't actually. It's he's gonna look like no. A I'm assuming it's because he thinks he's going to be shot or stabbed or something like that, or booed, no, or booed. I think he's yeah, afraid more, he won't more be able to hit the net. Yeah. yeah, or. Um, or the the, the, bat, the baseball will like reveal how tiny his hands are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they yes. don't want a visual of him holding a baseball. No, for me, that's unacceptable. Why is that? Because if somebody <laughs> says to me, you, see his face? you get to throw out the first pitch, I throw it out. I don't care what you happens. Care. How many tomatoes <laughs> are thrown at you? you? This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's tomato day in D.C. You and you're going to be okay with pitch. it? All I can think of is Bartlett from West Wing practicing and, and sucking exactly. and then putting and on the Kevlar vest. You right. suck it up. <laughs> you throw out that first pitch. So Obama didn't do it until... No, Bush didn't do it until like he 20... did nine eleven right after nine eleven. Oh, he did nine eleven. Yep, right. The, the and Obama game. did it in the in the. the Jeans. In the dad jeans at the White Sox. Yeah. Oh, okay. not, yeah. not good. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, fine. All right. Fine. It's <laughs> dumb. But um, I, I, yes, I think there's a... Uh, he's also not going to the last correspondence yeah. dinner. And no. No. No one is going to the last That's a little fucked up. Yeah. Well, this was this was fun. This was fun. Thank um, you, Suzanne and Shauna. Yes. You brought a ton. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Phil? Thanks, Phil. very quiet. Yeah. 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 That's it. I, I yeah I mean any any anything else we need to so next week uh, Phil's gonna be on site here so we're gonna go Facebook live Stop it. are you coming to campus he's, I'm, I'm coming he's coming to North Central College no so way. yeah we're all gonna be yeah. here I wanna come back we yeah. get to actually meet not on a TV screen yeah or a computer screen yeah we could. I'm going to be in the next room. <laughs> I'll be Skyping That would be hilarious. From the next so office over. Can you organize a split screen, please? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupt. Phil will be here, is what you were saying. That's the news. That's okay. that's like the news. Yeah. What? I'm excited. I'm stalling for time. You yeah. Are you at spring break, Phil? Is that why you're coming? No, I'm coming for the Midwest Political Science Association. Oh, that's conference. why you're coming yeah. now, I understand. Hey, we have our Midwest 
sociological meeting this weekend in Milwaukee. Are you going? Milwaukee? I am. Oh, wait, that's what you... No, 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 no. I am on a panel about transitioning from graduate school to faculty. Oh. That sounds awful. And I'm doing nothing else. Except for... Great. I'm going it's to great. that. And then and you're going to go to brewery tours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Bill all Hang out at the Pabst Brewery. Lakefront Brewery is the best brewery tour you can possibly go on. Really? Hashtag Lakefront Brewery. Hashtag brewery. Lots of air So is it... If, isn't there usually like a find us on SoundCloud, find us on iTunes? Yes. yes. Right? Oh my God. Yes. Didn't do You're welcome. At yes. the end. Thank you so much. You're I appreciate welcome. that. So um, do all those things. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is an unedited podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, find us on uh, Facebook uh, at Barstool Politics. Find us on Twitter at Barstool Paul. I'm going to hunt down that piece of shit who has Barstool Politics at some point. Let's look them up. Uh, yeah, let's do Don't that. And, and keep the emails coming. We got we've got more emails this week. Yeah, I did yeah. put a Facebook comment. Yeah, you I, did. I, I yes, and uh, John M uh, sent us uh, some comments on the podcast and a bunch of beer uh, selections. So thank you, John, for that. This is wonderful. Keep them coming. The the email at barstoolpolitics at yahoo.com is, is a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> okay, Stuart. Wow. Stuart Scott. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was stalling for time to get the music going, but it's not going to do it, so we're just going to cut Just it sing off. it, Bill. Sing it. Bill, give sing us a it. shimmy as we leave. Uh, I'll shimmy. Give us some beats. That's Thank so you. Sad. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks, guys. See you next week. <laughs>